Welcome to another episode of the Super Powered Fancast coming to you from a galaxy far, far away. This is Darren. I'm Stephanie. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danny. All right. We are all about Star Wars this episode. Yay. Like, this is the first time we have met since we all saw Rogue One. I know Rogue One has hit billions and billions of dollars. As it should have. Exactly, yes. because it's absolutely worth it. <laughs> So we're just going to take a few minutes and talk about our impressions. I know I did a mini episode, so you know how I feel. But we are going to go around the rest of the room and uh, talk about uh, how we feel about um, Rogue One. And background noise is Ryder, the podcast pup. Yes. <laughs> go or, into town exactly. with his new t- antler. <laughs> the, the chewy to our merry band yes literally and figuratively <laughs> and so first we're gonna talk to stephanie oh god why me first <laughs> because you're adjacent clockwise <laughs> thank you Derek. <laughs> um so just like my reactions about yeah, what did you think about? What did you like? What did you not like? Um, what did you think about the story? Like, it doesn't have to be a, a lot. Just kind of like, okay. just your impressions. Oh, you know, it's me. I'm long-winded. Um, but yeah, like going in, I was really, I mean, I was excited because it was a Star Wars movie, but I was really apprehensive because mm-hmm. I was like, am I? I just didn't. I just didn't know. I was very apprehensive, and I'm so ashamed that I was so apprehensive. Well, no, I, was I mean, like, a lot of people were thinking it was going to be like Star Wars 3.5. And- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was so well done, and mm-hmm. there were so many moments that I, I hit Jenna because I was like, "Oh my god, everything is." Fantastic. I was doing the same thing to Kristen the entire time. Yeah. Like uh, when the when they were in Jeddah and the two guys from the cantina walked by, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my gosh, the, yeah. the, it's those people! It's those people!" Mm-hmm. Like I was freaking out. I was, I, it, it, it was great. Uh, but there was a bunch of times where yeah. you just like you're like, mm-hmm. yes, like mm-hmm. shaking. You're so excited. It was a really well, cool see, fan I, service. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I got excited because I always take my I always take my ten year old son to Star Wars movies, Aww. so he recognized them. And was doing Aww. the same thing to me. And that was what I got excited about. That's there was awesome. like, it was the proudest moment I've had in the <laughs> exactly. like, like my father well, before me. It was like all the honor roll, <laughs> like all the honor roll certificates and trophies. I'm like, you know what? That's good and everything. But, <laughs> but uh, my kid recognized the guys from the cantina. <laughs> But I really. I'm going to have that as like, you know, like a, a, <laughs> like a, a bumper sticker on the back of my car. So like your kid may be an honor roll student, but my kid knows all the characters from Star Wars. <laughs> like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I really liked um, the main character, Jen. Is that her name? Jen Urso, yeah. Yeah, I loved her. I did not expect to love her because I was kind of like, okay, like, watered down Leia. I got you. <laughs> but she was so good because she didn't. I don't know. It wasn't just, hey, there's this girl here. She's a special snowflake and awesome. I hate using that word now. Thank you, President. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. I think I understand what you're saying. Like, it was, uh, it would have been so easy for her to be a cookie, accessory? Uh, yeah, cookie cutter. Ornament? Yeah, a cookie cutter uh, hero that had no, like, yeah. purchase, had no purpose other than to, to move the story along. And she. She uh, she didn't move the story, but she was so involved in all the elements of the story. It wasn't just her. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and even when they tried to keep her from the action, 
Mm-hmm. Like she was the first one out of this. Like, no exactly. We need to do this. And this yes. is how we're going to do it. Yeah. So I really like that. I really like that. It was another strong female character. I thought that was beautiful and brilliant. Um, Oh, that robot though. K two S O. I I'm like you're so sassy. <laughs> you're my spirit animal. If spirit yes. animals were not animals, then in fact mechanical. <laughs> yeah. yes. Voiced by the incomparable Alan Tudyk. From, of course. Mm-hmm, from of course. Serenity, Firefly, and Powerless. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, um, he was in that one movie. I forgot. Oh no, with Heath Ledger in it. He was in Dodgeball, too. What was that? Oh, yeah, a Knight's yeah, yeah. Tale. A Knight's nice Tale. tale yeah. I was like, it's got Robert Baratheon in it as well. <laughs> you are instantly your character's name with me. I'm so sorry. But see, I remember him from, uh, what was it? Um, the Sandra Bullock movie where she was in rehab. Was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. This, but okay. he, was, he was hilarious. He was, like, he was like a German, like, yeah, okay. You just... <laughs> I'll, I'll figure it out. It'll yeah, be we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But I really, there were so many characters that I cared about. Um, mm-hmm. But the one thing that stood out to me is, in the, and I've told Danny, you know, and Jenna, and I think I even told you, this movie made the force, like the relationship with the force to mm-hmm. me, so much more important than any other movie made it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what I really loved about it is the fact that it made the force meaningful Mm -hmm. i mean you could see i mean in the in the episode films you know how the force is used yeah but this but rogue one showed you what the force meant Mm -hmm. to people who weren't necessarily force users that it was something just beyond the jedi well i feel like it kind of bridged the gap between the prequels and the sequels um because in the sequels you see how it's used it's almost Mm -hmm. kind of like an ability and a magic power and everything like they talk a little bit about it and how to control it, but not necessarily what it means to every other living thing. Right. It's just special to Luke. Um, whereas in the prequels, they talk about how it, it it's all around us. It's in every single yeah. person and kind of things like that. And they touch on that more, which I mean, yeah, you get more of the philosophy, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you get right. more of the philosophy of the force Absolutely. and yeah. more of the religious aspects of the force. Mm-hmm. Than you did, than you did with just again. This is something that because remember, in you know, from episode four on, the force was something that people used to believe in, right? But you never really got yeah, a sense the force of is definitely why. Like, and then, like. yeah, and even <laughs> kind of thing, even in like the prequels, it was you saw the uh, you saw the bureaucracy of the Jedi. You saw the bureaucracy of the Force. Right. But Rogue One did a really good job of saying, you know what? There's a meaning behind the Force. Mm-hmm. And everything that the Force does and means to everyone in mm-hmm. the universe, this is why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jedi boyfriends made it so special. <laughs> <laughs> but what got me is just... Jedi bromance. <laughs> Jedi bromance. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, it just brought so much emotion in so many ways, because like, wow. Like when he was just repeating over and over mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. I'm one with the, the force, force and the, the force is with me. me. Mm-hmm. Like, that, to me, I was like, ooh. I tear up thinking about it. Like, I can't. <laughs> but I loved that. I was like, this is what the force means. This is why it's important. Mm-hmm. This is the feeling you were trying to convey mm-hmm. in those other movies that you didn't quite get. Like, right. you, yeah. ne- this it needs Rogue One. 
because right, without yeah. it, the Force just doesn't mean that right, much. Right, the Force is a thing. In Rogue One, the Force is a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Force is an actual an actual Force. It made, like... Yeah, exactly. That's the, it's really the first movie that, like, you believe in it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. actually... Everybody's like, believe in the Force. May the Force mm-hmm. be with you. And right. you're like, and okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Awesome. I want to yeah. have powers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like... You, you believe it you know, as a fan. You're yeah. not going to be like, you know, mm-hmm. out but in the middle of a gunfight and be like, the Force. Well, it was cool, <laughs> but, too, because... It gives because, you something to believe yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it was cool, too, because Chirrut, the, the one who was the Force user, he wasn't a Jedi. He mm-hmm. wasn't versed in the Jedi ways. He just knew of the Force. He knew how to access the Force and that the Force was with him. Mm-hmm. It was an entire different uh, philosophy than what we've seen yeah. from the Force in the prior stuff. And like you were saying, it, it makes it to where it means something now. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, Rogue One doesn't seem like a side story. Like, no. it was previously yeah. thought that it would be. It was almost as if it was needed for the rest it of it. Absolutely it absolutely was. It, it makes A New Hope bearable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now, don't get me wrong. I love it. Mm-hmm. But come on. <laughs> I mean, it's like Empire's way up here, and A New Hope's, like, down here with the prequels on most people's list, even though the prequels are high up on my list. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I really loved it, and I love the relationship, the, all the relationships in the movie, by far the best friendships mm-hmm. the best romance mm-hmm. thing and i liked there was not a kiss at that at the end because like you didn't yeah. need it yeah. thank mm-hmm. you very much no, please take I a note whoever made the killing joke you do not have to have a sexually charged relationship <laughs> for it to matter please thank you goodbye yeah. but even then like at no point in the film like in any other film those two characters they would have forced a kind of relationship Mm-hmm. Yeah, forced chemistry, they, forced right. longing, those brooding, exactly. smoldering moments. Like, at this, like in Rogue One, it wasn't even a question mm-hmm. in my mind. I never got the sense that they that even before the ending that they were going to end up together. No, it was always a sense of he's look like she's looking for purpose, he's looking for redemption, and they can help each other. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it was to me. And I thought mm-hmm. it was fantastic. Now I want to talk about Vader because mm-hmm. Vader. Okay, just really quick because I'm taking. Um, I told you I'm long winded, but I'm so sorry. Bachelor pad situation. <laughs> you mean you mean his castle on Mustafar? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Because if he had a castle anywhere else, I would be disappointed. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. You can't have it. Well, here's the thing: is like he he can't. It's so have, Shakespearean, right? He I'm can't. Like, oh, be, and you drama queen. Yeah. It's like you can't have emo Vader living in the jungle. You can't have him living and on, nowhere with in a sand. forest. And exactly. Nowhere with sand because it's coarse and gets everywhere. It gets <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you would have to mean, And it's meaningful that he has a castle, that he has set up his base mm-hmm. on the place where he felt he lost everything. Yep. Where I think where the final transition of him to the dark side yeah. took place. So if anything, again, just his uh, his loyalty and fealty to the force, that would be a place that would have the most dark side exactly. force energy right. would, to him. Especially since Mustafar. your mentor sat there and just watched you kind of burn. Right. You know, right. cutting off most <laughs> of like, You just get walked in and say, you know, just like, like Palpatine like, walked in and said, just pick him up. You know, he's good. <laughs> he's fine. He'll Dust be him right. off. <laughs> <laughs> And um, also when he's in that tube, oh, yeah. that was cool. I thought that back was to so tank. and I yeah. and like you see, and I'm like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. it made sense. It made so much sense. I'm like, oh, of course, because you do. his whole like he can't. This is the thing. He can't be in the outfit all the time, right? No. Because even though he's, even though he's, you know, who he and is, also kind of like 
plants that because like he's in so much pain. Yes, mm-hmm. like it's not yes, a peaceful existence. Exactly. No, it's he is eternal in pain. torture. And yeah. then the, that's the you get with Vader in that film. You get both the empathy you feel to what he went through and the pain that he felt, but you also get him as a badass villain. He is oh, yeah. the villain. <laughs> yes, you mm-hmm. get to see him be the villain that he the, the villain that scares the entire galaxy. Oh yeah. You get to see that. Mm-hmm. The Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. <laughs> yes. Because first of all, I love Vader mm-hmm. and any, I just love him. He's just <laughs> precious to me. Um, But I think it even tied in the, even I'm not here for your episode three comments, like whatever, <laughs> but it even ties it. Like it's such a good transition. Mm-hmm. It makes so much sense. And I'm so sorry that hallway though. Yeah, mm-hmm. that oh dark hallway gosh. where all you can hear is breath and you see the lights I got chills I got chills mm-hmm. thinking about it like it is my favorite thing ever because I'm like yes king absolutely <laughs> <laughs> now that was actually when they were going back through too that was one of the reshoots that wasn't in the you. original yeah. good job you I hope you got a bonus <laughs> obviously you did because you're very wealthy but I'm just saying like whoever decided you know what yeah. You know, I'm just saying, we should probably do this. So Put that, him in action. <laughs> and in A New Hope, when you see him mm-hmm. walk from the... It doesn't look like, oh, I just had to walk a really long time, crap, cardio. It looks like, oh, sorry, I just got done kicking some tail. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, that's the thing. That's one of the things I loved about the transition mm-hmm. is that it is It was so seamless. seamless. Mm-hmm. It was a seamless transition from the end of Rogue One to the beginning of Episode 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's... It, everything from the chase makes sense in the beginning of yep. that movie. Mm-hmm. You everything. know why he's chasing them because he saw them escape. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And just he didn't just find some random ship and just decided to yeah, chase like, it down. Hi, what are y'all doing? How you doing? No, I feel like you might get boarded today. Yeah, and like just all you know, all the CGI characters mm-hmm. um, gave me chills, and it was awesome. I it, it was, you didn't see a lot of CGI characters. No, I'm just saying like. Well, as far as the use of them, like how they Which is, I think it was a good yeah. thing. It's like you Tarkin, get, Tarkin and then, Leia. Oh, okay. You're talking about, yeah. Tarkin, Leia, and mm-hmm. I guess not CGI, but the, the pilots. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, I guess not CGI, but the pilots. Yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. Old, and I'm like, oh, hi. Well, yeah, that, well, see, that wasn't some CGI of those were either. From, that uh, was footage that they didn't that's use. From, yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I guess not CGI, but like imposed, like Yeah, the fact that they, the fact that they through to pilots you remember from yes from episode four and i mm-hmm. love that yeah. because it made it so important mm-hmm. yeah and it was just a heartbreaking movie and i'm gonna talk about the vader pun because i loved it oh yes a lot of people were upset about it i don't know why he's <laughs> mentally a child he was he stunted really mentally like mm-hmm. did you i know it you was, hate the prequels but no. did you watch them <laughs> i'll put it to you this way even taking the prequels out of the equation i loved it it's 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 hammy it's hammy, it's hammy but to me it makes so much sense and because it seems he's like it's so vader. yeah it's vader he's so like <laughs> but it's not though he is <laughs> you, tell, it is, though. you tell me you give me another pun and or joke tell me vader an evil made. an evil person who thinks they're in the right that went freaking psycho that doesn't make bad puns <laughs> darth vader <laughs> no 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 I'm saying any other like, come on now. Like, I guess I'm just so desensitized because Loki makes 87 of them, right? And he's the Which, only villain we care it been about. Obviously. Darth Loki, I would have gone with it, but I loved it. It was just, I mean, I, I love the, I love the action. I love the moment. Mm-hmm. The line just didn't work. I can see that for but me. To it me, didn't work for me, it was the only time you saw Darth Vader having fun being bad. Yeah, like having, like honestly being like. 
yeah, I enjoy this. I'm going to make jokes in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. That to me made like, oh, you want to be here mm-hmm. in this situation where all this crap is happening. Well, and so I think sorry. it kind of made sense to acknowledge. I felt like doing that. And, and I, I see where you're talking about where the line just really. I, I can see it. where it didn't land. I, I like puns, it a lot. though. <laughs> yeah. I just said, had, but, had there been a precedent set in, you know, the Chokey Chokerson in uh, <laughs> in Empire where he just like force choked everybody. Well, so he wasn't having fun in that moment. <laughs> it was I'm very frustrating. That was business. I'm just saying. <laughs> Had he had any... He's like, I'm going down with right. this. <laughs> like, I've got your back, like, Annie. Like, this is the beat she's going to run towards an ad ad on. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it if it if at any point there had been precedent for it, then I wouldn't have it wouldn't have hit me squarely in yeah. the middle in the middle. Like it, if it had been organic, in my opinion, you wouldn't have noticed it. You would have laughed. It would have been cute, and you would have oh, moved on. This landed like a ton of bricks right on my head because it's like, what? <laughs> See, I guess like, I don't know. Why? It's the exact opposite well, for me. And, and I'm, I'm actually with you on that, Stephanie, because I mean, with because I've watched all of Clone Wars. I'm caught up on Rebels. Mm-hmm. I've seen basically Anakin from episode one all the way up to mm-hmm. the point that we saw in Rogue One. And that's Anakin. Yeah. Like An- Anakin's smart aleck. He he always ha- always idiot. has a Yeah. He always has those kind of childish things to him. Even when uh, with his Padawan Ahsoka in Clone Wars, there was a lot of times where she was trying to keep him in check because he was the more immature one. Uh, Whereas she was like, no, you're kind of losing it a little bit there. Um, But I mean, I I don't know. To me, like I could see the line, like how how it was actually structured, how it was put in there. I could see where somebody could have some complaint with it. I personally did not. I thought it was great. As I was saying, if if they... If they had made precedent on that before, like even if, mm-hmm. you know, even if they go in and loop a line in Empire that's along the same lines, then I'm then I'd be willing to forgive it. Like mm-hmm. you know, if he's like force choking somebody and said, you know what, and just like turn this turn to like the stormtrooper next to him and said, I think he's like, you know. A, I don't know. Like, I can't even come up with a joke. Thank you. I think I'm that's, so that's, sorry. That, that's that bad. I can't come up with a joke. I can't like, even just like, it. I, like, I can't even come up with a pun. It'd be something along the lines of like, you probably shouldn't have had the turkey sandwich. But like, if, what? Right, in the comments, if something along those lines had happened or if they even, if they do like a special edition and they do something way more clever than what I said, then <laughs> I... Okay, I'm 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 not gonna you know it's it's fine. I didn't like it, but I can understand why it's there. Mm-hmm. I loved it. <laughs> I loved a lot. What did of you it. think, Jenna? You're quite silent. Oh, I mean, about the movie or about that part? About that part. Well, I mean, I I kind of saw it. That was the first time that I really saw like them tie Anakin. I mean, like. Anakin and Darth Vader are just, they're separate. They're the same, but they're like separate entities in my head. They are. They are. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind Look of Look at like me. I'm over here like he's my kid. I'm like, <laughs> they are? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, but that's the first time that I kind of saw Anakin in Darth Vader. That's true. Yeah. That's that's my point. That's what I why I liked it so much. Because I'm like, you're still mm-hmm. him. And when Anakin was having fun, he was being a complete and total idiot. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing is that if you and if, if I could force choke someone, you best believe I would make puns. <laughs> <Well>, one <laughs> book of one-liners. <laughs> it's like I would just hold wait them a minute, there to the wall. Wait a minute. One wait a minute. Second. I have to find a line. <laughs> okay. 
Wait a minute, line. Can I get a line reading? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be me. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too is that going through the sequels and everything, seeing how Vader progresses and how he has his last minute redemption at the end, he becomes measurable. Well, exactly. And, 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 and the thing is, though, measurable. right? And, and if if Anakin was completely gone from him and he was totally Vader, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have had Return that of the moment. Jedi. Yeah. You wouldn't have had that end moment where he did redeem himself. Mm-hmm. Um, if he was solely Vader, he would have been the villain that got off at the end and that would have been it. Which I wish someone, just someone, would kind of key Kylo Ren into that. Kylo Ren? Did I say that right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Someone needs to key him into that. Hey, Granddaddy didn't end bad. <laughs> he came back. He came back. He's on our side now. I think, honestly, Damn, I, little boy. I think that's part of going to, I think part of that is going to be a a point in episode eight because uh, Adam Driver has said that you get, you get a lot more of Kylo Ren's journey. So I think, uh, I'm, I think that he's, I think honestly he's, he, people have had those conversations with him like growing up. Mm-hmm. But like you know, you know what happens with some kids? You tell them you idolize what you want. To idolize. Exactly. You yeah, idolize some kids have dreams that it. it's going to happen. They're you know everything's going to die, but they still go kill the sand people. <laughs> Sometimes that just happens. <laughs> it's just something that does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, Kylo Ren is the, is the most like Anakin. Mm-hmm. Like his temper, Very his true. childishness. Very yeah. true. He definitely he definitely got that from that bloodline. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And just, yeah, sometimes you just gotta... Well, it's almost as if Anakin had turned dark earlier, is what it seems yeah. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when he was younger, when he like was more immature. Two. Right. <laughs> just decided, eh, screw yeah, it all. Yeah, before, before he let his hair grow out and he looked like a man. <laughs> I love Hayden Christensen, I'm sorry. I know I'm on that boat alone. Somebody has to. I, I do too. It's corny, but love him. Hey, thank you, Jenna. <laughs> Jenna has my back. Again... That's a reason why it doesn't work. But I guess, like, if somebody else talk about their feelings about Rogue One, because I've just rambled and rambled and rambled and rambled. <laughs> Jenna. Well, I mean, I didn't think I would, I was going to care about this movie as much as everyone else did, honestly, because, I mean, I like the Star Wars movies, but they're not my be-all, end-all like they are Stephanie. <gasps> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like, my Stunned level of love. Silence. My level of love didn't doesn't like measure up for hers. I still love them. <laughs> <laughs> I will still go down with that ship. See? But I that live... is the... yeah. She didn't that print is... out the family yeah. trees and have them like, on her wall. I, I don't know who did Stephanie. that though. <laughs> that is the sound of billions of lives being snuffed out. <laughs> There's like, great disturbance. Exactly. Crying see, like, out at my... once and then suddenly silenced. My my Star Wars like background my star wars education was limited i had an older brother who like maybe let me watch him once when i was a kid and then i had jar jar binks like so y'all understand where i'm coming from everyone hates that movie and that's kind of where my like into it started i've actually only seen it once (laughs) it came out when we were kids and i was like okay and i loved the movie I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Don't judge me. <laughs> I loved the movie. And then, so I loved the second one. Because Hayden Christian Anderson, the beauty. Hayden, Hayden Christian Anderson. <laughs> Hayden I'm imposing Christian right now. Anderson. Wow. Hayden Christian. <laughs> See where I go? Please leave that in. <laughs> Hayden Christian. Hayden Christian Anderson presents. Annie. Beautiful, and I loved him. And even though he like over it. <laughs> okay. uh, 
coming to you the collected works of Hayden Christian Anderson. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm dead. I can't. New leather bound volumes <laughs> of his most classic works of prose fiction. <laughs> Starting with his seminal work, Sand. <laughs> And where it goes. <laughs> okay. But like Sorry. I didn't get I didn't get a real appreciation for Star Wars. <laughs> I just had that thing where the bubble happens in your throat and I've never had that before. <laughs> the low, low price that. of twenty nine ninety nine. I didn't get the pre- appreciation for Star Wars until I was older. I didn't grow up with it like Stephanie did, like Darren did, like Danny did. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to like this movie. But, I mean, what do I care about these people? I know they're all going to die. And I loved the movie because <laughs> they I did care about Realists. them. <laughs> they made me care about them. And that was what was beautiful about it is because I got really attached to every single yeah. one of those characters. I think that's honestly really the, quickly. I think that is the best decision they could have made mm-hmm. was to I'm sorry to it's a writing tro- it's a, a a writing trope. I cannot remember who said it, but you know, kill your darlings. Oh yes. Like, um, I think that's the. I, I mean, we'll, I can't either. We'll look at it. Yes. It'll be it'll be in our our mini mini episode. Things we got wrong <laughs> during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be called Open Threads. Like, things we started and just couldn't get to. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I think that the I think the fact that they decided to to kill everyone mm-hmm. made it a made it a more worthwhile film. Made it a yeah. more worthwhile endeavor mm-hmm. and made their sacrifice more meaningful. Yeah. Because had they gotten away, then instead of being able to concentrate on episode four, which is the point, everyone would be thinking, well, what's going to happen with the next, the, what's the next adventure of Jen Erso? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jen is probably my least favorite character, if that makes sense. Not because I yeah. didn't like her as a character, I wasn't. You liked what's his face more than I liked him. I loved Cassian. Loved Cassian. Cassian. Like I loved him. I loved him so much. I sobbed in this movie. Like we left we left the movie theater and went to the bathroom and my eyes were like red and puffy. Like it was horrible. <laughs> I saw Jenna has no soul. She doesn't And cry. I have no soul. So <laughs> I don't cry easy. <laughs> Just letting y'all know. Um but I, I liked Jen. I didn't I don't know, like the actress that played her, she's really pretty, but Felicity Jones. She's she's because that's not the point of having her in the movie. Boom. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just. You give me some know. stick that looks like Karen Knightley. I would have puked on you. <laughs> Sorry. Well, see, I liked too. Um, Here I am crapping I mean, on people again. <laughs> well, I mean, and I agree with you on, on Jen is that she wasn't my, my most favorite either. Uh, her or Cassian. Yeah, um, and Cassian. they were meant to be the main characters. But what I liked about Rogue One is that it didn't feel like, like you could have taken Jen or Cassian one of them out of it, someone else would have stepped in their place. Yes. And that's what it felt like, is it felt like they were almost an equal team. Yeah. Where I would be okay with hearing about uh, Chirrut and uh, Malbus, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Chirrut and Malbus, their adventures, or K2 and Jen, or you know what I mean? And I'd be okay with that. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I really liked about it, is it didn't feel like it hinged 
too much on, on one, one person. person. Yeah. It was a team. Yeah, it really was. It was. It was. And I loved it. I loved them. And I mean, I loved I loved Jen's character. I feel like her actress didn't sell it to me as quite as much as I wanted her to, I guess. I, I don't didn't know. feel like there was enough development for her. I, know, I wanted to know like, more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I but think... I loved I loved everything about it, really. I did. And I cried so hard. And I thought it was beautiful. It was a beautiful story. And I would have kissed him on that beach. I would have kissed him so hard. But that's just because I really loved Cassian. <laughs> I was like, I respect your decision there. But I'm just going to let you know. Because <laughs> it would not have been If they would have done it to me. So, in other like words, it would have been like, uh, uh, whatever. Just go ahead and do it. Yeah, it would have been, like, been like, we're about to die. I'm... It would like any other movie, but I felt <laughs> I felt like the hug was so much more genuine. Yeah, I think it, it was. was. Yeah. It was like I'm gonna hold on to you. Well, it was a mutual respect too. It really was. Yeah. And that's why I loved it so much, mm-hmm. is because it didn't feel like, okay, we're dying. Okay, it's time. We've had mm-hmm. this chemist. No, but it was just <laughs> like, Oh my god, we did it. Mm-hmm. Well, and if they would have done that, it would have just been another Han and Leia throughout all of the sequel where yeah. it was that tension of he was the smug little um uh pretty boy and then she mm-hmm. was the one who was just hating on him the whole time but here's the thing so. i would even uh i would i would argue with that just a little bit i think mm-hmm. one of the things i liked about cassian is that cassian wasn't necessarily smug he wasn't a smart aleck Mm-mm. he was damaged he was he was a guy who did who he was a guy who had done things that he never thought that he would have to do for the sake of a rebellion that he believed in. Mm-hmm. So he, to me, he never really, like, he he never would have thought of himself as a hero. Mm-hmm. He never would have acted as a hero. He never believed that he was being, being heroic. He thought he was doing the right thing, or doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole arc of him being sent to kill her father. Oh, yeah. Like that was like that was something like you saw him struggle with that. And then even when he was talking to her, like trying to get her to understand, I've done things that if I weren't in this rebellion, I would not I would never have done. Mm -hmm. Like it's changed me. Everything about this has changed me. Yeah. And I think that there's an aspect of who he is that we never got to see. Absolutely. I don't think we got to see the 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 whole person, because I think. At some point, he became more about the mission than the man. Mm-hmm. And I think once he finally decided to join her, that's when he started to become the man again. Mm-hmm. That's when he started to, instead of doing something for the greater good, he started to believe in something again. He did, and that's what I love, because like all of them, they were just... They, he, he made this point where, you know, all of these awful things they did, all mm-hmm. of these horrible things, horrible, like... Just, things that are weighing on their souls if they just gave up if nothing came out of this then what was it for like they were just horrible people he he needed that cause he needed that change he needed something to come out of that to make him think that it was it was okay that he hadn't just like wasted his entire life and been a horrible person and he earned that yeah I don't know. It just yeah. it made me feel so deeply for them, and I'm just so sad. I want to go watch it again and cry more. <laughs> for me and his character too, just how he talked, it kind of started to feel like he, like if and if his character's arc had gone on longer, I feel like he would have started to really question the rebellion. Yeah. Um, because it started, especially the way he carried out things, like you said, he thought he'd never do. Mm-hmm. It kind of seemed like he was perceiving it as almost a blurred line of the empire. Yeah. 
it was like, okay, so I'm I'm working to get rid of this one thing, but this other thing's got me to do stuff that's yeah. just like the Empire. So, I think, and yeah, and I think he would have he would have had to resolve that duality at some point. Like at some point, he would have that it would have been a crisis of faith. Mm-hmm. And I think you got a sense of that again in that transition between him, like that that transition between when he decided not to kill mm-hmm. Galen Erso. And when he finally decided to join Jen and and steal the plans, mm-hmm. like you, you saw that trend, you saw something that he had been struggling with and he finally got a chance to resolve. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was that was interesting to me, I think. And because I'm I'm with Jen, I like Jen Erso. I liked her a lot as a character, but Cassian was kind of the one that I was a little bit more interested in mm-hmm. just because he seemed to he seemed to have more emotional depth. Like she had more purpose, she had more purpose, but he had, he had again, a little bit more emotional depth to him. He had more of an inner conflict than she did too. Cause it was almost as if she already knew who she was. They just placed her in the situation. It's like her, her journey was pretty much laid out. Mm -hmm. She was going to find her father. She Mm -hmm. wanted to find her father. She finds out her father's alive. Then it becomes about finding her father. Mm -hmm. He has things that he has to grapple with in every aspect of what they're doing. Does he trust her? Does he not trust her? Does he give her a weapon? Does he trust, does he trust her enough to defend him? Does he trust himself enough to help her? Mm-hmm. Is he just using her? Does mm-hmm. he feel something for her? Does he feel something? I mean, just, there's so many things that he has to do as far as in, in his character that it actually, I did tend to identify little bit more with him and i probably would have liked to have seen a little bit more mm-hmm. of his journey before that yeah i'm kind of opposite i'm glad i didn't because it to me it makes their their purpose was their mission mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was clear to me yeah because i mean if it would have been anything else it would have felt like okay so uh, it's so bittersweet to yeah. me in a way and but think- i'm glad i didn't know and i'm glad like for that brief time we got them. Yeah, that's a good thing. Everything was so much bigger than they were. Yeah, that's yeah. a good thing because the worst thing they could do would be like the adventures of young Cassie and Andor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to see that. It makes you want to know, but I'm so mm-hmm. glad we didn't get it. Yeah. Well, and see, I think I, if it goes this way, I think that on, on the Star Wars Rebels show, mm-hmm. more than likely we'll see a little bit more about them. Um, I don't see that. really Jim, yeah. but since Cassian is a part of the Rebellion... And the rebellion right now in the show is starting to take well, mass and take shape. Mm-hmm. He may actually start to kind of show up. I don't know about as far as showing his backstory because they had Saul Guerrero in it at the beginning of this mid season. Yes, but here's the thing: is that you but have Saul Guerrero, but mm-hmm. Saul Guerrero raised Jen. So at some point, mm-hmm. you may get to see mm-hmm. either get to see her mm-hmm. or hear about her. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be fine. Yeah, yeah. don't I give her like in. don't give her a <laughs> don't story give her too line. much because yeah. right. It's kind of like the the. The darling, like right? Because then it, thing. yeah, because then mm-hmm. it takes away from the fact that we our, killed her. right. The fact, <laughs> no, not from the fact we killed her. I think it takes away from how we're introduced to her in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Like, just See, like, and, and I don't think her. that they'll. Yeah, I don't think that the writers of that show will really play too much on those characters. Yeah, more of a hey, they're here kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like this mm-hmm. is the point where like, our rebels was. met these rebels kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because the whole thing that they're playing on right now is how the rebellion didn't realize it was a rebellion. Mm-hmm. You had little rebel cells and everything and now people are starting to hear about it because the Empire had communication cut off. Yeah. And so now they're hearing about it and they're like, hey, other people are doing the same thing we are. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should join up. Yeah. And they're starting to do that kind of thing. Yeah. 
um, Mon, Mothma, Mon Mothma is supposed to make an appearance, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, And that's the stuff yeah. that makes sense because mm-hmm. those are all people that are behind the scenes in the first place. Right. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Danny. Um, well, I mean, I, I kind of feel like yeah but i mean no i i love the movie i absolutely loved it uh like i said earlier i thought it was a great fan service um i think that's what made it fun. fan service in the good way not the creepy absolutely anime. yeah yeah <laughs> um i mean what it, kind of creepy good way is fan i service? say creepy, creepy anime, anime way a uh, creepy anime way that's yeah that's that makes me more weirdly it is don't it is, really no. inquisitive bye no so in a good <laughs> way uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was it made the film more fun for me because as being somebody who's grown up on it since I was a kid, I recognize those characters that are in the sequels and, and I know a little bit more about them and stuff like that. And it was just fun. Like me and my wife play around with the uh, um, with the two guys in the uh, Katina all the time. I was like, you'll be dead. And so like, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just it's just fun. <laughs> and so I, I lo- 12 systems. <laughs> you'll be careful you'll be dead mm-hmm. um but yeah and, and that's the thing is uh, like i think this actually ranked as probably one of my top i would say top two for the star wars movies that's how much i loved it but i mean i'm already, i'm always a sucker for backstory too like the sagas are cool but i don't know what happened behind the top three for me my okay. two my my top two are pretty pretty <laughs> solid well i mean yeah you're, you're pretty cemented there but <laughs> Um, but yeah, and so I, I mean, I really, I really, really enjoyed it, and um, I'm really excited about, especially the Han Solo movie that's coming up here, because um, yeah. I, I, again, I love backstory, <laughs> so I want to know more about what happened to Han, things like that. And my only apprehension is that they can they still capture the magic of those characters that we've already grown to love and been attached to for so many years. Can they really go back and keep that magic alive? Yeah, which I mean. I, I mean, I don't think that it's impossible, but that that's my only apprehension on it. Yeah. And I think that's a good that's a good transition into talking about the uh Han Solo movie. Just cuz I I like the fact that I mean, I, we don't have a title yet, but it's basically looking like all of the ones that are not uh that are not uh episode films are going to be like uh like it it's it's pretty much probably going to be like Han Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Like the same thing with Rogue One. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. It doesn't have to be like a huge thing. Like, mm-hmm. like if it was like Smuggler's Run or something like that. <laughs> but, um, well, I mean, Red Solo is pretty, uh, you know, that, that's, that's Red pretty marketable. Solo is cute. That's a, that's a cute title. I actually like, I actually like the fact that Red Solo. Well, it's their working yeah, title the, right no, now. It's their, <laughs> yeah. Don't even. Yeah. It is. But the funniest thing is, is that like the, the director, he, um, he he posted that on Instagram with I think he said uh, first shot Han yeah. or something like that like yeah or first shot Han yeah, yeah like Han shot first because <laughs> <laughs> it's the first shot of the movie yeah so that was cute but um, but it's uh, directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller and they're the guys who did the Lego movie really yeah it's interesting yeah oh, they're good directors yeah I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan. But um, what are we like? What's your opinions? Because I mean, we I think the latest news on that was um, Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. cast as a uh, cast as I guess Han's uh, mentor. Pretty much, is he's from the. Hey, busy. He's a character from the extended universe. All right, seriously, that's all I'm missing. Out in the middle of spice. 
<laughs> Galaxy far, far no, I away. Do like, I do like Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. <laughs> so who's Han, though? The thing I love um, about the Jawas. The guy from Beautiful Creatures. Who? The boy from Beautiful Creatures, Ethan White. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan White. Ethan White. Yeah. His name is Alden Ehrenreich. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but you all stepped all over my. I'm like, sorry. Stepped you all over. Okay. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Jeez. <laughs> Wanna know what I love about Jawas? <laughs> <laughs> I get older. They stay the same way. <laughs> I love you. What does he look like? What is the oh, air? They haven't He's from, released um, like a picture picture. I know, but I don't know. Um, oh, what is it called? It was a it was a really cool movie. I can't. It's not Secret Service. It, yeah, Kingsman. Kingsman. I also haven't seen that. Yeah. High. He's he, not in Kingsman. I thought he was. No, that no. wasn't him. Is that not That's the same not guy? Him. No. Maybe that was one that was uh, in the running or something. Oh, uh, probably. Yeah. The last movie he did was uh, this movie called Hail Caesar that's on HBO right now. Um, okay. It was like with but, George Clooney and a bunch of other ones. Yeah, it was yeah. Like Coen Brothers. So. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't. I never saw Beautiful Creatures, so I don't watch you it. Weren't missing much. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But don't watch it. Gotcha. <laughs> you won't. It's we one of those super things where I like. Corny. Yeah, but I did see like he was in a movie called Stoker, and I do remember that movie. I just can't necessarily remember his performance, but because uh, I, you know, I was all into Nicole, so Nicole like, Kidman in that film. <laughs> he looks so, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting that. We'll see in it. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to give him a shot. Cause I mean, you can't really base that off of just looking at him or anything like that. If he's going to be good or not. And I've never yeah. really seen him in anything. Um, cause I thought it was in Kingston, but I guess I'm thinking about somebody else. Yeah. Um, they but yeah. Kind of yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I am excited about, uh, Donald Glover. Yeah. Uh, being in it. Oh yeah, him as Lando. Oh yeah. my gosh, he's gonna be—he's one of my favorite actors. I love I, it. I do like him. I love him. Yeah, I love Donald Glover. Yeah. I think he is—he is hilarious. <laughs> Troy and I've been in space. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Troy and I've been in the Falcon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think this. Awesome. I, I think just if need Danny Pudi to just If there was not a cameo by Danny Pudi, that would be amazing. Yeah, that that has to <laughs> at happen. least in like a Katina scene or something. Right. Thank you. <laughs> have him like playing the playing the game that loses Lando the Millennium Falcon. Around. Right. Like, give me that scene because I want to see it. That would be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, we got that, and we got um, Amelia Clark. Yes, added to the cast. Who's she gonna be? I don't know yet, which is yet. interesting. Mm-hmm. More often than not, it, I'm hoping it's not the case, but more than likely, she'll probably be a love interest. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, with the love power, Love interest that though, can that, go nowhere. Well, I mean, the power <laughs> of her performances, though, like, I, I don't know. I don't feel like I they would waste be, her on that, right. though. I think, yeah. if, I think the the awesome thing is, is that she if she were the villain. That would be cool. That would be cool. That would we be know, awesome. We know she yeah. can be... I can't think of a PG way to say it, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think if she were the villain, I think that'd be what we're awesome trying to say. like the, yeah. you know, the mother of wampas or something. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so we got um, we got that, and um, they've already started shooting. So I mean, what uh, I told you, I kind of said what I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. Like I would like to see a really good heist film. It I feels think, like it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it should be. I honestly don't think it should be too serious. Mm-mm. I don't think it should take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to try to make it more important than it needs to be. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, and I want to know kind of, I guess, where in time this is going to be because the actor that's playing young Han is very young. Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere close, obviously, to where Harrison Ford was at that time. Right. And so I don't feel like it's going to be Rogue One. I don't where think it should be anywhere yeah. close to the Rebellion. I think mm-hmm. it should be something along the lines of... The Kessel Run. All, right. Like, literally it's, all the should stuff be, he uh, He should be a, a hot shot, a smart ass, mm-hmm. trying to do his thing. Like, do... It, it should almost be kind of like the Star Wars version of Firefly, with him as <laughs> with him as Malcolm Reynolds, just kind of like doing <laughs> doing his thing out in space, smug, down, right, doing what he needs to to survive, mm-hmm. and doing what he needs to survive in a world that's changing, in a universe mm-hmm. that's changing, like mm-hmm. as the Empire starts to clamp down on on everything, he should just it should almost be him and. And the people that he's with doing what they can. His true to, beginning. Yes, to yeah. hold on to hold on to who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a great story. So I want to see him meet Chewie. Because you know that relationship had to be volatile at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and how he found out uh, he could uh, that Chewie rips out someone's arms from all that. Yes, like, I the should see would. that. I yeah, exactly. See, I, I want, want to see, see Chewie, Chewie rip, rip someone's, someone's arms. Yes. <laughs> Well, there was a deleted scene from Force Awakens. Yes, I saw that. Where he did it to um, the dude um, on... Uh, oh, Yondar Plut or something, I think. Something like that. It was the one that uh, Ray was Simon, trading yeah. uh, scrap to. Yeah. And he was like, he one quarter portion. That guy? Yeah. yeah um, he yeah, tracked yeah. her down to uh, the... Mas Taco Donna. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Taco Donna. And um, Chewie walks up on him and rips his arm out. Or rips his arms out because uh, he's messing with Ray. Like, legit. I'm like, why didn't that make it in? <laughs> yeah. They're like, we still gave it to you. I think it's because at some point, probably somebody will watch it and just like, hey, you do realize we're Disney, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's only on. so much. Nah. I'm saying. I mean, Infinity War is going to be a bloodbath, so I mean, why not go ahead and start now? Let's not talk about it. Yeah. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> not ready. So many things. So transitioning from Han Solo film, like, what do you think is going to be is going to be up next? Like, what do you mean besides besides uh, Episode Eight? Mm-hmm. And we can talk a little bit about Episode Eight. The last Eight. Jedi. Yeah, the last Jedi, which everyone's thinking is ominous. But I'll be honest with you, Jedi is Jedi is used both singular and plural. Mm-hmm. So yep. it doesn't necessarily Jedi's. mean is the last <laughs> Jedi. It could be the last Jedi, as in a group of Jedi taking on the First Order. Or we could just be focusing on the fact that we refer to Luke as the last Jedi. Right. <laughs> he doesn't that, see, technically mean he has to be the right. last that's Jedi. That's the, but that's what he was referred to. Right. <laughs> that's true. But see, that's the, but see, that's the easy thing. That's, right. that's, that's that, the obvious Right. Way. That's the obvious yeah. approach, which means there's no conflict. There's mm-hmm. no story if that's all it is. Mm-hmm. So. I'm excited and then, about it. And then, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm then, not though. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm not. I'm I, really not. I have I'm theories of what I want to see. Oh, I'm not. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I'm I've not. Covered enough. It's like I can't. Oh. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you can't. I mean, I don't think that they could. I don't think that they that the franchise and or the fans would take a blow like that at this point. Mm-mm. You already took away Han Solo. Already, like Han Solo's already gone. Mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher is. Has, is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. I don't think that. And then to wipe out Mark Hamill? No yeah. way. No, I just. <laughs> I that's, think that, that's not what I meant, though. No. I mean, I'm not ready to see Leia 
or oh, not see yeah. Leia. Oh, see. I'm not. Well, no, because she's in the it. film. You're not yeah. ready to see to see her last performance. No, right. <laughs> not at all. Because yeah, because they did get her. Uh, they wrapped her shooting and everything, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just can't. It just then becomes <laughs> yeah. a question. Well, it, it's really at this point just a question of how, like, how they resolve her in episode nine, mm-hmm. or if they go and do a reshoot or something that happens at the end of eight that just kind of resolves her character. Yeah, so. it's heartbreaking. Like I'm tearing up right now. I can't even think about it. But um, I always wanted Leia to like make it. Like, well, yeah, because see, I I I love the stuff now that's coming out with just her pictures on it. Like this is one that says like first princess that saved herself. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that that gets to a me. woman's place is in the resistance. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, that's one thing we didn't talk about at the end of Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Sobbed. Oh yeah. And you see her. Yeah. Sobbed. Mm-hmm. Like that meant so much to me and as a human being because I saw it like what it was a week after. A week after she had yeah she had uh, passed away and then she just delivered the perfect final word. She just hope, hope. Mm-hmm. and I like I just got so like and it's so relevant to like everything that was going on in the country and just all the things that I don't talk about on podcasts. This is a happy place, <laughs> but it was just so beautiful and so mm-hmm. meaningful and so painful, but it was so perfect. And so yeah. I'm just like you can't just give a one off and just. Not let Leia be there anymore. <laughs> right. I think they'll do her justice for sure. I mean, it's I think sad they're that have to. they're going to have to. I mean, in all honesty, it comes down to it that her character it is either one of, or if not the most strong character in the series. Like, I mean, she's consistent. She's the one that pushes on. She's mm-hmm. the one that influences the rebellion. She's the one that continues the rebellion. Yeah. Um, in the new trilogy, I mean, she has so much influence and so much power. Like she almost overshadows the ones that the story is actually about. And I think and actually, li- awesome. and I think that's one of the things I liked about the her, who she was in Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Like just when she and Han, like meet up again, and they both have that that exchange where it's just like, you know what, we just went back to what we were good at. Mm-hmm. Like they had, and and it, and it was it was sad and kind of bittersweet because it was like you know they tried to make it work. Yeah. But they I'm just, just sorry, I'm just emotional. But, but, <laughs> but they is, I think, because even in that moment, you knew the love was still there. Absolutely. But they were so much better at being a leader and being a smuggler, mm-hmm. and that it's that yeah. So that was that's they didn't very sacrifice themselves like be together. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, they didn't sacrifice the parts of like. Parts I think part of is like they they knew they knew that they could find purpose apart Mm -hmm. and neither one of them wanted to hurt the other one in that way Mm -hmm. by trying to make them something. It's going to be a rough day when I watch episode eight. I'm just Mm -hmm. letting y'all know. That one's going to be tough. She is like, like, Oh, that's going to be a rough one, but it is going to be a rough one, but be there. Oh Oh, oh, yeah. Hello. (laughs) Opening night. I just love this time. Yeah. <laughs> we were broke for Rogue One, okay? It had to be yeah. a Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> we were sponsored for that one. Yeah. <laughs> sponsored by Jenna's aunt. <laughs> and future uncle. But then along those lines, so what other like Star Wars stories do you think they might do? Because I know everyone This is where I tap out. Every, I don't know any other Star well, Wars. I'll put it to you this stories. way. Everyone wants a everyone does. Except me, wants a Boba Fett movie. I don't want that. I don't want a nope, Boba Fett movie. I'm right movie. there with you. 
He's so interesting because he's so like because you don't know mysterious. anything. Mysterious, yeah, right. You don't know anything about him other like. like I what think, are you gonna give me? What are you gonna? Well, give and me? then on, well, and that's the thing is that on that they've already tapped into his beginnings on Clone Wars. Yeah, and in that series they they followed Kid Boba Fett, um, where he had uh, infiltrated into uh, the Imperial like uh, the little little B students and everything, um, where they were training new stormtroopers. He infiltrated into there. Um, he even joined a band of uh, bounty hunters um, that actually appear in Empire Strikes Back. Um, mm. I can't remember. Degren? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think so. Like Something Bosk like that. And, yeah, yeah, Bosk and all of them. Yeah. Yeah. He actually met them before Empire. And so he's known them and that mm-hmm. they all betrayed each other. <laughs> As so, you do. Exactly. I mean, they're bounty hunters, of course. Um, but that's the thing. Is like, I don't. There's nothing about Boba Fett that makes me want to know more about him. Yeah. He, he's will, an ominous character. He, he's something that when you look at him, it's danger. You will yeah. lose everything that makes him right. special. Exactly. Yeah. Every single thing. He's not something that... I mean, it's not like with Darth Vader. He has... I mean, I kind of felt like I wanted to know more about where he came from. Boba Fett, he's just... He's he's a bad guy. I want him to say that <laughs> Exactly. Way. He just is, and he needs to be. Suck it up and we, watch the, we the know enough. movie. Exactly. Yeah. We that's know only, enough about where he started. That's the only backstory I want. Just, yep. just watch that part. A Jedi killed my father right in front of me, beheaded him. That's all you need to know. That's where he is. That's where it is. He just okay. needs to be dark like that. <clears throat> so, uh, Rosario Dawson, who is the night nurse in all of the uh, Marvel Netflix series and one of my favorite actresses, has expressed interest in playing Ash- Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano? Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> oh, I'm going to correct you. Ahsoka Tano is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Like, she's not even in the normal saga or anything like that, but she is one of my favorite just because of her journey. Because um, mm. she never made it to even Jedi Knight. Um, yeah. She was a Padawan. Um, she was in, Padawan right? Yeah, she was Anakin's Padawan, um, which kind of confused me at first when I noticed that, because I mean, he doesn't ever get the rank of Master. But she calls him master and stuff like that. But he makes anyways. his own rules. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so he she wants to be stronger. Exactly. Even though he doesn't, he shouldn't <laughs> want to, but well, he does. And what was cool though is that, like in Clone Wars and what they've carried into Rebels, Ahsoka is actually a big part of why Anakin became Vader, because the Jedi Council, tur- I mean, as they always have, turned on her because someone framed her uh, for murder. And so instead of investigating further, they were like, oh, well, the evidence is, that, that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's all there. You're done. We You're don't done. We're, exi- we're exiling you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and then after they've already exiled her, they find the truth and they're like, oh, hey, you can come back. She goes, no, I'm done because I see how you actually operate. Yeah. And so she leaves and Anakin tries to plead with her and everything. And she's like, I can't do it. And then she just leaves. And that's something that comes back up in Rebels when he, when they meet for the first time again, as, as he is Vader she notices that that's Anakin, and he looks at her and says, why did you leave me? And, yeah, like, and stuff you know, like that. Like, and I get like, chills know, thinking about he it. He does have abandonment know, issues. Yeah, Anakin has abandonment <laughs> yeah, issues. exactly. <laughs> Big I mean, like, abandonment issues. But I mean, like, their, their relationship almost... <laughs> like, he, like, yeah. he, he, had a, he had a space dog once, and... <laughs> Past. Hey. And, yeah, I think he like destroyed an entire village. And then he was afraid his well, I think he, like, his wife forced, was going to <laughs> die and then he kind of killed he probably, her. He probably, like, well, and then the, the relationship that him like and Ahsoka a, had yeah. was almost just as important as him and Padme. Because uh, yeah. even though that was his wife. See, I don't know. That, that's treading territory. I'm a purist. Well, I'm like, mm-mm. See, if, I promise <laughs> you, if you watch that line, you'll well, see Here's it. the thing. Because it's Look a different at, relationship, right, exactly. but it's just as strong. Think about it. Besides the fact, like, uh, Padme was the woman he was in love with. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Ahsoka, if anything, was the sibling he never had. Yes. Okay, I can get behind so, I mean, that. That's fine. This thing is like they were they were comrades in arms. Yeah. Uh, they've been through every battle. They've they've been through yeah, a lot. Like if, saving if, each other, because if Obi Wan if Obi Wan was his older brother, mm-hmm. then Ahsoka is his younger is yeah <laughs> is his uh is his little sister. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I can get behind that. Okay, that's fine. I'm yeah. saying. I was like getting, easy. And like I said, well, no, getting it, back to getting yeah. back to his abandonment issues. I mean, just like mm-hmm. when he. He had his 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 pet when his well that and he doesn't take responsibility for anything right when his pet space fish went belly up and (laughs) he decided to he decided to blow up the planet but everything aside things happen Ahsoka showing up in some kind of movie would be amazing Um, I don't know how it would happen though um, if it were ever ever were to because well technically we don't know if she's alive or dead right now yet I think her last face off with Anakin right. Her last face-off with Anakin, I think it was season two, or, yeah, season mm-hmm. two of Rebels, and he emerged from the rubble and she didn't. But so I it's think, assumed right, right now that she is dead, but we haven't seen anything, and we don't know. But I also think the reason why that could work is because, and you already mentioned it, she is not a Jedi, mm-hmm. which means she can technically be mm-hmm. in the rest of the saga. Or at least oh, yeah. in that world, mm-hmm. because she's not classified as a Jedi. Mm-hmm. So you still have, so is, yeah, so it's not a bunch of like hidden Jedi all over mm-hmm. the place. Well, and then her relationship with the Force is interesting too, because she feels guilty for leaving, for leaving Anakin, because she mm-hmm. can no longer feel him because now he's Vader. And yeah. she doesn't understand why, because she doesn't know that that's happened to him yet at that point when the Empire takes over and everything. All she feels is when she tries to find Anakin through the Force, all she feels is darkness. And she doesn't know why. Um, and so yeah. it, just that whole thing, like she, she constantly feels guilty Stuff because, because of order 66, because she wasn't there when it went down. Mm-hmm. She survived. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, she's got a lot of complexity to her that would be really interesting to see on screen. Yeah. Um, I just don't know at what point or how they would do a story about her unless they resolved in rebels that she survived. Right. That's said They'd have to resolve it there. And then you could do Ahsoka Tano, mm-hmm. a star Wars story. Also, can we give a big shout out to star Wars for not just being a jar of mayonnaise anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That's but, true. <laughs> yes. Diversity in a galaxy far, far away. Finally, yeah. people, because how right. many girls can we have with tentacles mm-hmm. on our head? People, Honestly, people with accents in a galaxy far, far. People away. with accents, with mm-hmm. thick accents, is the main character. I read the most beautiful Facebook post about that, and I cried. I can't even talk about it. But <laughs> beautiful, it was beautiful. Representation is important. If you don't believe so, then you're a sit turd. down. <laughs> <laughs> Your opinion does not matter any longer. So, um, the CEO of Disney, Bob Iger. Yes. The rich, rich man. <laughs> rich, <laughs> has rich confirmed <laughs> who is if he's looking to sponsor a podcast. Hi, <laughs> Hi Bob. Yes, I, I promise I won't talk about anybody negatively. <laughs> well, he confirmed on a uh, investor call Tuesday that um, both Anaheim, Anaheim's Disneyland, and Orlando's Walt Disney World, their Hollywood studios, will have an Opening date. Now it's only the year. In 2019, both will open. But I know now. Star Wars. Star Wars Land. Yes. 
That's exciting. I've yes. never been to right. Disney Here's World. The thing. Oh, Disney we're World. collectively going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. So if they're talking we about two thousand, start saving now. Yes. If they're talking about 2019, I can almost guarantee you they will open May 4th. Oh, please. That I mean, would be think so about beautiful. It. Think about please. it. There's so much symmetry in that. They open May 4th. May the 4th be with you. It's summer. Right. Come on. It's perfect. It is. Do it. It's right when it people start. Star Wars well, a lot of well, it was a uh, some kind of celebration that Disney had put on uh, on ABC at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like a fiftieth or something like that. Um, but they had said that basically what they're going to do is they're going to make it the galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Um, like you're going to be able to go into the Cantina. You're going to be able to actually board the Millennium Falcon. Um, you're going to get to go to Yavin Four. Tearing up thinking about. I'm it. telling you. <laughs> Said, but like literally be t- able to uh, do all these things, uh, fly an X-Wing, all these kind of things, like legit, there will you be, are in Star Wars. There will be a life-size Millennium Falcon. Yes. That alone is worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, can I, just, can exactly. I just live here? Right. Can I just, <laughs> they're caught. Mm-hmm. Like, do you need a janitor? Like, <laughs> right. the thing. They're going to be so... Consider ma- employment just to so, take care of the yeah. Falcon. Like so many people so many people hiding in the little smuggler things yeah. under the floor. They're going to have to... They're literally going to have to seal those. Yep. <laughs> but just like... Well, and that's the thing is that... cranny you didn't know existed. I'll just live there. Well, like Hollywood Studios already has... I mean, in some of the stuff I've posted to our Facebook page... Um, they've already really embraced Star Wars in Hollywood studios. Like yeah. it's a huge, huge part of it. Um, a lot of the shows that they do, their ending night show and everything too. Uh, they, uh, it, it's amazing. Um, but uh, lost my train of thought. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I mean, like putting all of that into its own world and making it that immersive would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Because um, right now they have, um, I can't remember exactly what, I think it's just called the Star Wars Bay or something like that. Um, but it's got like, a, it, it's almost like a Star Wars museum of sorts where you can go through and you can see everybody's lightsabers in detail. Like from Clone Wars throughout mm-hmm. the entire saga, uh, Stormtrooper helmet. It was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> um, you can see Ray's uh, little speeder bike that she has in Force Awakens. Aww. BB-8's there. Um, you get to meet Kylo Ren. Uh, launch bay that's what it's called uh but yeah you get to meet kylo ren in there you can meet uh <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> chewbacca uh, and so it's just it's it's a lot of cool stuff like that and so to take that and actually put it into a world um an immersive world because i mean disney does he, does really he, doesn't do does it any just, other way does he just awesome. constantly walk up to you and tell you that you need a teacher no no that would be cool <laughs> it's like everywhere it's like i'm trying to trying to like cut into a piece of chicken you need a teacher <laughs> Kind of like that's actually the one line he didn't say thinking like, about it well in, in Kylo Ren's meet it was kind of I don't know for me it was underwhelming because like he's not like the other characters where you really interact with him he's just kind of in, <laughs> he's, like he, he's kind of okay so then you like have to take be, a picture and get he'd over have to be like yeah he'd have to be like clever with it he's just yeah. like you know if I'm you know if I'm eating a piece of chicken and he just walks <laughs> in and he's like you need a napkin <laughs> See, Darren, puns are funny. That is not a pun. It's kind of a pun. No way. It's like a baby pun. Close to a pun. It's like a baby pun. <laughs> I, I want it to be a pun. Okay. I made it a pun just You're now. You're going to twist that into a pun. <laughs> Stop being hateful, Darren. <laughs> no, I know it's not a pun. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> because puns are punny. 
That's a pun. I know what a pun is. <laughs> I was just saying funny, and then you like, God, I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> I feel like Jar Jar in that meeting where he's like, I, Misha probably do oh. something. Misha probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Crap. Stephanie, I'm sorry. You are punderful. Thanks, Darren. <laughs> Butthole. <laughs> No, I'm joking. All love here. All love. Mm. <laughs> but yes, I'm very excited for Star Wars Land. We are all going opening. Day. I want to go. Okay. I'm down. We got two years. Two years. Two years. We can do this. You know, yeah. broke. <laughs> <laughs> for a dollar a day. <laughs> you, can you, can... Send, you can send a podcast to Star Wars Land in Orlando. It'll only take no, us 15 years. Have, we don't have money to pay for that. <laughs> Make up, make up parody lyrics. <laughs> In the claws of a Jawa, fly away. Yes. Oh my God. Please put us in the yes. That's why everyone loves us. Because we're dumb. In the best way. But yes, I mean, it's. It's Star Wars. There's so much coming down the the pipeline, and I am excited for it. Like I, you know, I I, I have two kids, and and they're they're both boys, and they're both they both love Star Wars, and it's gratifying that it's not something that I had to force on them. No pun intended. Oh, <laughs> boom! I'm talking about puns. Boom! <laughs> that was a good one. That was. Boom! <laughs> This, literally, See, I if told this, you you're the best this, at puns. Same, literally, if this was on video, Death Star explosion, <laughs> right there. Yes. Boom. <laughs> oh my god. Puns are perfect. the best. That was so good. How do you do that? <laughs> I turn off the part of my brain that works with logic and <laughs> sanity and shame. <laughs> <laughs> Puns are the best, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not something that uh, it's something that they enjoy as much as I do, and I love the fact that they're taking the story in directions that I'm not expecting, but still keeping the heart of the series, and that's really what it was about. I think the I think my misgiving about the prequels, and it's not I don't hate the prequels, like I I don't. I think one of the things they got away from was story and sake for the sake of, Hey, look at what we can do. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that even, especially with rogue one, it, it's kind of gone back to the stories, the mm-hmm. thing and all the special effects enhance the story. Yeah. Instead absolutely. of the other way around. Mm-hmm. So, because while we were talking about sand, it sure did look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yeah. It was the prettiest soundstage ever. It really was. Dialogue. Like every blade of grass, $50,000. <laughs> so, that's it for right now. That's our, our Star Wars episode. So we're all about to make the Kessel Run and some parsecs because I'm tired. <laughs> but... 
we will definitely uh, talk more about Star Wars because there's a lot, a lot of news coming out. I mean, mm-hmm. we got we got Episode Eight coming up at the at the end of this year, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing if they release all the Star Wars films around Christmas. I think oh it's yes, gonna be, I think it's going to be amazing. Yes, Merry but, Christmas uh, to me. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but it's, I'm always so broke at Christmas. <laughs> Ask for the, we'll just have to make sure it's a Christmas present to everybody. Everyone, hey. everyone, buy each other. Yeah, yeah, that's y'all's Christmas present. Exactly, a down. ticket Star to Wars. Star Wars. There you go. Down. Boom. We're just gonna go around the room again, like the, <laughs> like the Death Star. <laughs> but uh, as far as anything else, you can always uh, read our articles and. Uh, and things you can find us online we're everywhere you can find us at our website superpoweredfancast.com you can find <clears throat> like our <laughs> coming down with something you can, <laughs> you can like our facebook page facebook.com slash superpoweredfancast you can follow us on twitter at superpoweredfan and you can check out our youtube channel uh, just search for Superpower Fancast. Please subscribe, like, and subscribe to the podcast as well, please, so we can know what you like, what you don't like, and so we, we know you're there. Exactly, and we will <laughs> respond. It's not going to stop us from doing this because we will do it even if like one person in Bulgaria is listening. You're like, hey, how you doing, guy? Because I don't know Bulgarian name. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm just saying. Like, I know one. Okay, it's one it's like, hey, hey there, Rusev. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we will continue to do what we do, and we love to hear from you. But you can also. Check out our articles and our news items and reviews, comic book reviews and interviews on the Geeks Worldwide, uh, as we're part of their network now at thegww.com. Uh, what we have coming up is uh, tomorrow night, I will be interviewing uh, comic book writer Scott Snyder, Woo! and that will yeah, be yeah. a mini episode of the Superpowered Fancast. So you can, uh, you'll probably, I think they'll probably put that one out like. Monday or Tuesday, I may wait a week. I may make you, I may make you all clamor for it, and ask, <laughs> and ask me, and like just force you to the, force you to the comment section. It's like, where is it? Give it to me now. <laughs> but that's coming up. If you go to geeksworldwide dot com, the dot com, uh, I have an interview with uh, Michael Wiley, who is the production designer behind um, the FX series Legion. Uh, based on the Marvel comic, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. it premiered tonight, so it's up on the site now for everyone to read. Uh, it does give some really good insight into um, the visuals and the story, mm-hmm. and even talks about where where this where this show takes place in the X Men universe. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to read that and find out. And also next week, uh, as the as we inch closer to the two-part Grodd episode, a Gorilla City episode of The Flash on The CW. I have an interview with David Sabolov, who is the voice of Gorilla Grodd. And oh, we talk about yeah. that as well. So that will be up as well. Is Darren's meeting all the really cool people. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here. We're here. <laughs> we're supporting. We're cheering from the sideline. Hey. <laughs> with our... We are all in this together. <laughs> we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just dance. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So, for the Super Powered Fancast, this is Darren. I'm Stephanie. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danny. And we'll see you next time. May the force be with you. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!